Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc soap. All right, good morning, good morning, Fusion Church, 6 a.m. soap. How are you guys feeling today? We're ready, ready to go. Come on, we are in Judges 13. Judges 13, and we're going to begin to talk about the birth of Samson. Samson, one of the probably the most uh, famous of the of the judges, the one we most we, we know um, the most about, the most the more stories about. Um, so we're really really excited for this one. Um, I'm going to pray, and then we're going to jump right into it. Father, we love you. We just thank you, Lord, for your for your presence, Lord God. And I pray, Lord, that you would be with us, Father. Everyone who's on this call now, everyone who's listening later on, Lord, that you would just speak to them, reveal things to them, Lord God, Father. I pray that uh, that through your word today, Father, that we will gain new insight into to who you are, Father, and who you are to us, Lord. We thank you for this time, and I thank you for each and every one of my brothers and sisters listening in. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. All right. Judges 13, and I am reading from the New King James Version. Again, the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Philistines for 40 years. Now, there was a certain man from Zorah of the family of, of the Danites, whose name was Manoah, and his wife was barren and had no children. And the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, Indeed, now you are barren and have borne no children, but you shall conceive and bear a son. Now, therefore, please be careful not to drink wine or similar drink and not to eat anything unclean. For behold, you shall conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come upon his head, for the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb, and he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. So the woman came and told her husband, saying, A man of God came to me. And his countenance was like the countenance of the angel of God. Very awesome. But I did not ask him where he was from, and he did not tell me his name. And he said to me, Behold, you shall conceive and bear a son. Now drink no wine or similar drink, nor eat anything unclean, for the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb to the day of his death. Then Manoah prayed to the Lord and said, Oh, my Lord, please let the man of God whom you sent come to us again and teach us what we shall do for the child who will be born. And God listened to the voice of Manoah and the angel of God came to the woman again as she was sitting in the field. But Manoah, her, hus her husband, was not with her. Then the woman ran in haste and told her husband and said to him, Look, the man who came to me the other day has just now appeared to me. So Manoah arose and followed his wife when he came to the man he said to him are you the man who spoke to this woman and he said i am manoah said now let your words come to pass what will be the boy's rule of life and his work so the angel of the lord said to manoah of all that i said to the woman let her be careful she may not eat anything that comes from the vine nor may she drink wine or similar drink nor eat anything unclean all that i commanded her let her observe then Manoah said to the angel of the Lord, please let us detain you, and we will prepare a young goat for you. 
And the angel of the Lord said to Manoah, Though you detain me, I will not eat your food. But if you offer a burnt offering, you must offer it to the Lord. For Manoah did not know he was the angel of the Lord. Then Manoah said to the angel of the Lord, what is your name? That when your words come to pass, we may honor you. And the angel of the Lord said to him, why do you ask my name? Seeing it is wonderful. So Manoah took the young goat with the grain offering and offered it upon the rocks of the Lord. And he did a wondrous thing while Manoah and his wife looked on. It happened as the flame went up toward heaven from the altar. The angel of the Lord ascended in the flame of the altar. When Manoah and his wife saw this, they fell on their faces to the ground. When the angel of the Lord appeared no more to Manoah and his wife, then Manoah knew that he was the angel of the Lord. And Manoah said to his wife, we shall surely die because we have seen God. But his wife said to him, if the Lord had desired to kill us, he would not have accepted a burnt offering and a grain offering from our hands, nor would he have shown us these, all these things, nor would he have told us such things as these, as these at this time. So the woman bore a son and called his name Samson. And the child grew, and the Lord blessed him. And the Spirit of the Lord began to move upon him at Mahanadam between Zorah and Eshtel. Amen. Amen. Wow. Amazing story. And it begins with the, the children did evil um, again in the sight of the Lord. We're seeing the cycle of sin. The cycle of bondage, the cycle of of, uh, of repentance, of, of blessing, the cycle of, of sin, is continuing in the history of of Israel, and into these times, this next judge, Samson, was going to be born. Um, and I said that that um, they were they were delivered into the hands of the Philistines for forty years. So for forty years, they've been under. Philistine rule, Philistine uh, uh, domination, and then here's when Samson's going to be born, and he really was a man of his times, you know. You know, but but Samson was a study uh, of contrast, right? And we're going to read about this in the next couple of days. You know, he was a man of great strengths, but of also a man of great weaknesses, and he, and and in this, Samson is a picture of Israel's history both during this time and, and and generally throughout the entire life of, of ancient israel you know a picture of great heights heights and a, and, a, and a picture of great depths you know and 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 samson's also an example of 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 unfulfilled potential even though he did great things for god it is staggering to consider what he might have done and what he might have been for God. And again, we're going to read more about this as we read about his life. You know, it's amazing what he could have done. You know, hindsight being 2020, if he had just um, been faithful continually. Um, and, and and because Israel's uh, of, their, of their sin and their rebellion, God, you know, again, gained, gained their attention. And he brought them into subjugation of the Philistines, you know, because they were not being obedient. They were not being faithful. 40 years under the Philistine rule, you know, and then here comes Samson. It talks about a certain man named Zora in verse, verse 2. And Zora is a town about 15 miles west of, of Jerusalem, and, and, and it's part of the tribe of Dan. Um, the angel of the Lord appeared, verse 3. And listen, this is not a regular angel, right? 
This is this was this was this was Jesus in the Old Testament on a special mission, you know, appearing as a man before his incarnation in Bethlehem that happens in the New Testament. So when you when you when you uh, read in the Bible in the Old Testament and it talks about the angel of the Lord, the angel of the Lord, this is what is considered a Christophany. A Christophany is an Old Testament appearance of Jesus. Okay, and although his name is never used, they never say Jesus Christ, you know. But there's many ways by reading the Old Testament that we can put together to put together this was Jesus. Because we read about the angel of the Lord many times. Just a few examples. You know, he appeared um, before Hagar, you know, Abraham's, uh, Sarah's um, servant that, he, that, that she gave to Abraham and they bore Ishmael, right? And that was his first appearance. You know, he appeared, the angel of the Lord appeared before Abraham and Sarah when he gave them then the news that they would indeed bear a son that who would become Isaac, you know, he appeared again on Mount Moriah when he, when Abraham was about to sacrifice Isaac and he stayed his hand and stopped him from killing Isaac. The angel of the Lord is the angel who wrestled with Jacob in the, in, you know, when, when, when it talks about Jacob wrestling with, uh, with, 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 with an, an angel, that was Jesus that he was wrestling with Moses in the burning bush. Right. It talks about the angel of the Lord in the burning bush. That was Jesus speaking to him through the burning bush. He appeared before Joshua. We just read about Gideon recently. And, he, and the angel of the Lord appeared before Gideon. And here we're reading about the angel of the Lord appearing before Samson's parents. Now, you know, how do we know this is Jesus? I think this is so important. You know, a few, a few um, things to keep in mind. Yeah, the angel of the Lord, through his various appearances, you know, he identified with God, right? He had the power to give life, according to Genesis 16, verse 10. He was all-knowing, again, according to Genesis 16 and also Exodus 3-7. He was uh, to judge the earth, according to Genesis 18, verse 25. He had the power to forgive sin in Exodus 23, and he also received worship. So when you read all these things, right, and different different biblical scholars and theologians, they can, they can you know, they, they, people have all different points, you know, ideas of who the angel of the Lord is. Some think it's God himself. Some people think it's the angel Gabriel, okay? But when you look at the facts and you look at the evidence, this was pointing to Jesus, all right, and it's further evidence that you can read about Jesus throughout the entire Bible. Okay, Jesus just doesn't appear in the book of Matthew all of a sudden. No, he is the same today, yesterday, forever. Jesus has always been. Amen. So he tells the woman, he, you know, and I, I find it interesting. They don't they don't mention her name, but they mention his, his Samson's daddy's name. So I think that's kind of messed up. But whatever. What do I know? She, he says, "You are barren and have borne no children, but you shall conceive and bear a son." This promise came as a great blessing to a woman um, who was burdened with childlessness. Okay, because especially in those ancient times, if you're able to provide 
offspring. You know, it was it was a sign that you were blessed by God. You know, so imagine, I don't know, it doesn't say how old she was. It doesn't say how long maybe they were trying to have children. But, you know, if she knew she was barren, obviously they had been trying long enough, right, to come to this conclusion. And, and the angel of the Lord says that this child shall be a Nazarite to God, right? Number six, uh, beginning with verse one, describes the vow of a Nazarite. That when, when under the vow, people regarded themselves as especially devoted to God. You know, they would they would leave their hair uncut. They would just grow their hair. It, never, it was never cut. They would drink no wine. They ate no, nothing from the vine, no, no grape products, nothing like that. And they avoided contact with, with anything that was dead. But it's interesting. It says from the womb, he will be a Nazarite, you know, um, there, there was nothing particularly um, unusual about taking the vow of a Nazarite for, for a specific period of time. All right. You know, there, it did, you know, you would take it for, you know, however long you wanted to be a Nazarite, you would take this vow, but was what was unusual in Samson's case was that he was to live under this vow from his birth, his entire life, you know, in essence, his parents made the vow for him until he was able to continue on with the vow. You know, his vow was intended to be a lifetime vow. Till the day of his death, he was to be a Nazarite. You know, it says, please be careful not to drink wine or similar drink and not to eat anything unclean. In verse four, Samson's mother was also had to share in the Nazarite vow during the time that she carried him. And it says, I find this very, very interesting. He shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of Egypt. He will begin to deliver. It, it's it's almost a weird phrase to use that what what the what the, the angel said. He shall begin to deliver. Because so it's almost certain that his ultimate failure was just as known as the opportunity he was going to have. It's almost that the angel of the Lord was already foretelling, like. He's not going to complete his mission. In the end, he's not going to fulfill his full his, his complete potential, you know. And I find that kind of sad, you know, but also shows how all knowing God is. God knew from the beginning, even though Samson's going to do great things for me, he's not going to meet his potential. Samson is going to begin to deliver his people. So then Samson's mother goes, goes to Samson's father and says, a man of God came to me. This indicates that the, the angel of the Lord appearing to Samson's mother appeared to be a man. Yet it says his countenance was like the countenance of the angel of God. I did not ask him where he was from, and he did not tell me his name. This appearance had a profound impact on Samson's mother. She says he, that he was very awesome, right? How many times do you read in the Bible, awesome, right? If it's not about God, you don't, you know? And so, so, but it was so awesome to the point that, that she didn't ask the question about, about where he was from. She didn't ask what his name was, you know? She just took it for who he was. And so then his father says, please let the man of God, when you, you sent, come to us again and teach us what he shall do for the child who will be born, all right? 
Samson's father, you know, he, he had questions, right? He had questions. And so he, he prays to God and Manoah, who's Samson's father, you know, he already knew what God wanted him to do because the angel of the Lord had already told him, but here he's asking for confirmation. He's asking for confirmation. That's so important, guys. You know, so many times people come to us and they say, I received the word from the Lord. The Lord spoke to me. The Lord said this. The Lord said that. And I'm going to run with it. And there's nothing to say that that's not true. But where's your confirmation? Because, you know, God will give confirmation when you ask for it. Because sometimes you may feel impressed that the Lord wants you to do something. And whether you do it or not is up to you. But it's so important to have people around you. That's why having, being involved with connect groups, being on teams, having other Christ followers around you, you know, so you can say like, you know, is, is this really a word from God? Is God, did the Lord really speak to me? Did the Lord really reveal certain things to me, you know? And if you ask for confirmation, the Lord will give you confirmation. He will send those people to talk to you. You know, and it may be as simple as they, they, they don't even, they're not even coming to you and telling you the Lord spoke to me. And, you know, but it could just be in a conversation and something that someone says, you're like, okay, that is God. That is God. All right. <clears throat> Manoah wanted confirmation about what the angel of the Lord said. He said, what will be the boy's rule of life and his work? God honored Manoah's request for confirmation, but he did not answer Um this request to know the future. You know, when he asked for confirmation, what did the angel of the Lord said, say, you know, he shall not eat, you know, don't drink no wine, no fruit from the vine, don't touch no dead things. He didn't tell him what he was going to do. He just repeated the command that was given. He simply called Samson's parents to obey what God told them to do. That's it. Obedience. Just be obedient. Sometimes God just wants you to be obedient. It's, it's not always for us to know the end of the game, to know the end of the story. Sometimes it's none of our business. Sometimes we're just planting the seed. We're just laying the foundation for something that's going to come great later on. But we got to be obedient. We can pray for our children, you know, and, and, and the Lord may have spoken to you about your children and what they're going to do, what your children's children, you know, but, you know, sometimes he, he, God's not always saying this is what they're going to do. They're going to be a great evangelist. They're going to be this. They're going to be that. No, he says, raise them right. Raise them in the fear and admonition of the Lord. Be obedient. The angel of the Lord didn't tell them what Samson was going to do. He didn't tell them about, you know, the stories we're going to read about with the, the jawbone of a donkey and, and killing X amount of Philistines and doing, he, no, no. He said, be obedient. What's my son going to do? Be obedient. That's it. So they offered, they wanted to offer sacrifice. And the angel of the Lord said, I will not eat your food, but if you offer a burnt offering, you must offer it to the Lord. Hear the angel of the Lord showed himself to be God. Again, confirming this was a Christophany. This was an appearance of Jesus who is God. In the sense, and it was in the sense that he, he did not need a meal, but he would accept a sacrificial offering made to the Lord. And he says, why do you ask my name? 
seeing it is wonderful. Seeing it is wonderful. Here, the angel of the Lord, again, shows himself to be Jesus by taking the name of wonderful. Isaiah 9, 6 says, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His name shall be called Wonderful. If that, I mean, come on, like it's so it's so apparent to me. It should be so apparent to us that Jesus has always been around. Jesus has always been orchestrating everything that happens around us. And it says in verse nineteen, he did a wondrous thing while Manoah and his wife looked on. The angel of the Lord proved he was wonderful by doing a wondrous thing. When they offered the sacrifice, and they lift and and the the, the the fire went up. He ascended in the flame of the sacrifice to heaven, you know? So the angel of the Lord appearing before them, right? The wondrous thing, he just, he, he, he lifted in the flame and went back up to heaven. Again, if that is not confirmation that who they, of who they were talking to, I don't know what is. Then Manoah, verse 21, knew that he was the angel of the Lord, Right? As if everything else wasn't confirmation, but now, now he knows that he knows that he knows that he knows that this was the angel of the Lord. And for the first time, Samson's parents understood that the person was no mere man, wasn't a regular messenger of God. They realized that they were talking to God himself. Imagine that being face to face with God and having a entire conversation. Right. And maybe they thought maybe they had, you know, a feeling, you know, they were as they're talking about, man, this is, I wonder, I wonder if this is God, you know, but then he shows his power. And now it's completely clear who this is. And, and then Manoah has a freak out, right? You know, I don't know about you, but if God appeared before me, you know, and we had a whole conversation and then in his disappearing, I, I, then it, it dawned on me, oh my God, I was talking to God. I would probably freak out like, like Manoah, right? I don't know about you. Maybe it's just me. You know, maybe y'all would be all, you know, forthright and stoic, you know, like, oh, I, I spoke to God. No, I would freak out just like Manoah. And he says, we shall surely die because we have seen God. You know, he may have known what what God had said to Moses way back in Exodus, in Exodus 33, 20, God says, you cannot see my face for no man shall see me and live. Manoah feared that because, you know, they, they, they feared death. He, he feared death, excuse me, because they had just seen the Lord, right? And then all these, imagine all the history of all the encounters that Israel had had with God is coming to memory all the stories they had heard, you know, all the illustrations that had been told about the power of God and, you know, and, and how, you know, when, when our ancestors were at Mount Sinai and we heard the thunder and we saw the lightning and the power of God and, and God told Moses, if you see my face, you will surely die. You know, all that's coming is flooding Manoah. Um, but then here comes Manoah's wife to calm him down. Men, sometimes we need our wives to calm us down, right? To kind of put us back into perspective, to, to refocus us, to redirect us, you know, and it goes both ways. All right. I'm, I'm just saying it goes both ways. Sometimes we've got to redirect our wives, you know, because, you know, sometimes our wives, they get a little bit, whoo, 
I ain't gonna go there. But Manoah's wife is so, so wise here. If the Lord had desired to kill us, he would not have accepted a burnt offering. This was a very per uh, perceptive uh, response from Manoah's wife. Again, why don't they put her name in here? You know, like she was the chill one. She was the calm one from the beginning. She was like, the angel, you know, this dude appeared to me. This is what happened. It's been Manoah who was questioning, you know, it was Manoah who's freaking out. Why, why, why didn't they put her name in here? I don't know. But she understood that God had not, had not done so much for them just to abandon them now. You know, why would God give them a word? And say you're going to give birth to a son, and give you know, and instruct, instruct them just to kill them. It makes no sense, right? It makes no sense because God's past work in our life is a promise of His few of, of, of His future care and blessing for us. God's past work in our life is a promise of His future care and blessing for us. If God did it before, He will do it again. If he blessed us before, he will do it again. You know, so while Manoah was probably freaking out, you know, remembering all the stories of the awesome and, you know, and, and, and terrifying power of God, you know, Manoah's wife was going back and thinking, look at all the blessings that God has done. Look at all the times he's delivered us. He took us out of Egypt. You know, he has sent judges to, help, to, to, to rescue us from the oppression of this people and that people. God has blessed us. Manoah's wife was an invaluable source of encouragement for his faith. She didn't criticize Manoah. You know, she could have been like, man, you're being silly. You know, what, 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 you, you're being stupid. Why, why are you so scared? It's ridiculous. No, no. We can never strengthen someone's faith by criticizing them. We must do as she did, encourage them, build them up, okay? We deal with people in the church. We have, you know, people who are far from God, people who, you know, first-time guests who don't know God, you know, and it's easy to listen to their story and, and, and criticize what they've been through, what they're going through, you know, the way they see things, the way they view God, right? The way, you know, it's easy. When someone talks, you know, you know, listen, we've had, I've, I, I'll talk about me. All right. I've had people in the church come and talk to me and talk about, you know, the higher power and talk about, you know, the, the, you know, the, 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 the spirit, you know, that around all, all different, you know, kooky ways of trying to describe God. Right. And, and it's easy for us to be like, dude, you're freaking ridiculous. That makes no sense. You know, that's not who God is. And what's that going to do? That's going to beat them down. It's going to discourage them. And it's going to cause them to maybe not actually pursue a relationship with Jesus Christ. Manoah's wife stopped and encouraged them, encouraged him, gave him the words he needed to hear. He would not have accepted a burnt offering. She says, the basis of the faith of Manoah's wife was that she knew that the Lord had accepted their offering to him. So it says she bore him a son and called him Samson. The promise of the angel of the Lord was fulfilled and it was proven to be true. 
It says the Lord blessed him in verse 25, and the spirit of the Lord began, began to move upon him. This uh, is the source of great strength we see in Samson later. And we usually think of Samson as, as this big, huge, giant muscled man, right? Every depiction of, of Samson, he's this giant, huge guy, right? I don't think that makes sense, right? Because, you know, when we read, when we're going to read, read later on, the Philistines and people, they, they, they didn't understand how he was so strong, right? How is he so strong? And again, we're going to read in you know, the next couple of chapters, you know, him, him being bound and he breaks, you know, his bindings and all this stuff, you know, how is he so strong to do that? Well, if he was a big, you know, think of, think, think about like these, uh, Mr. Olympia, you know, these power lifters, these giant dudes with huge muscles, right? If one of those dudes takes some rope and rips it, you're like, oh, he's strong, right? How could Samson do this? Right. And then they question, how was he able to do this if it wasn't because the spirit of the Lord was upon him? They couldn't figure out why he was so strong. So it's reasonable to think that Samson didn't look very strong. Think about that. Samson didn't look very strong. He probably looked like an average Joe with some crazy long hair who was doing mighty things for God. But whether he looked strong or not, it was the spirit of God who made him strong. I'm going to go back real quick before, before we close. You know, the, the basis of, of, of Manoah's wife, um, her faith was that she knew that the Lord had accepted their offering to him. And, and this same principle works for us today as believers. If the Lord wanted to do evil to you because so many people say you know the lord is you know he's punishing me he's doing this to me and you know but if the lord wanted to do evil to you he would have never accepted an offering on your behalf just as the angel of the lord just as god didn't want to do evil to manoah and his wife because he accepted their sacrifice God does not want to do evil to you because he accepted the sacrifice that was made on your behalf. And that sacrifice was the offering of Jesus on the cross. Jesus died. He suffered. He was beaten. He was, he was bloodied as the ultimate sacrifice for us so that we would not need to be punished. So we would not need to be separated from God for all eternity. So we would not need to suffer for all of eternity. And he accepted that sacrifice. So if God accepted that sacrifice, why do we think that the Lord wants evil to come upon us? Why do we think that, you know, sometimes people think that the Lord, you know, he takes pleasure in our pain, which is so ridiculous. That is so not true. He accepted their sacrifice he accepted Jesus' sacrifice on our behalf. So we don't need to fear that. We do not need to fear that. The spirit of the Lord came upon Samson. This tells me, and I'm going to finish with this because I'll, I'll keep going all day. The spirit of the Lord came upon Samson. He was able to do amazing things that we're going to read about in the next couple of days. And he didn't look the part. I do not believe that Samson was this muscle-bound dude, you know, this hulking, you know, eight-foot giant, you know. 
I believe he looked like everybody else. He wasn't the only Nazarite. He wasn't the only person with long hair, you know? So he looked like everybody else. He was the average Joe and God, we're going to read, used him to do amazing things. You may think that God can't use you. You may think that you don't have the gifts. You don't have the talent. You can't do this. You can't do You may think whatever it is that you're telling yourself, you may think, you may think, you may think, but God says, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. We have to accept the gift of the Holy Spirit, brothers and sisters, and you will do amazing things. Talk to some of the, 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 the older saints here on this call, the, old, the people who've been serving the Lord for, for so much longer than you when you go to church. Ask them. Ask them the things that God has, has, has done through them. Ask them about the miracles they've witnessed, the miracles they've been a part of. Ask them about the deliverance they've seen. Ask them about the, the, the restoration. Ask them about the healing. Ask them that the things they were a part of because they were obedient to the call and to the word of God. And they will tell you, I didn't think this would ever happen. I didn't think that I could ever be used to do anything but God. God was faithful and God did it all. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We just thank you. We thank you for your word, Lord God. Father, we are powerless creatures. We can do nothing on our, on our own. But Father, when your Holy Spirit comes upon us, Father, we praise you, Lord, because you can use us in amazing ways, Father. So I pray that we're just open to that, Lord God, that we're just, we're just open to whatever it is you have for us, whatever calling you have upon our lives, Lord God, that we would just be obedient, that we would just be obedient as Samson's parents were to what you tell us to do, Lord. So Father, we praise you for this. We thank you, Lord God, and we are expectant for, for, for miracles, signs, and wonders to happen around us. Lord, we praise you in Jesus' name, amen and amen. And amen. All right, brothers and sisters, I love y'all, and I'll see you again next week. God bless.